Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I'm joined by Katie Midwinter as we preview this weekend's racing. Before we get into it, we should just say that we are recording this on Wednesday night so we don't have a full field of declarations but hopefully most of uh, the fields will stand up and uh, we can provide you with some winners this weekend. But before we get into it, Katie, how are things with you? Have you been missing the jumps uh, over the last few days? It's been a little bit quiet, hasn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but we've had the flat all weather action to, to keep us going. I've had a few winners there um, to make up for my lack of jumps winners. But um, yeah, it's a bit weird without the jumps. And just fingers crossed that everything goes ahead this weekend, um, as it should do. And hopefully the ground isn't too, too bad. Uh, so we get to see most of the horses that we're really looking forward to seeing, notably Constitution Hill at Sundown. Um, so yeah, if uh, if all the fields hold up and we've got entry as well, it should be a good weekend. Yeah, it should be. Um, there's a bit of rain around over the next couple of days, so it m- might mean the ground could get a bit testing. But uh, yeah, hopefully most of the horses will run. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 115 at Sandown. It's the rearranged fighting fifth hurdle, grade one over two miles. Constitution Hill is your favourite at four to seven. Love Envoys then next in the betting at three to one. You wear it well at fours. Irish uh, point tens along with Shushkin, Goshen twenty fives, not so sleepy thirty threes, and Benson is the outsider at two hundred to one. Uh, Katie Constitution Hill, there's been a little bit uh, of murmurs over the last few days. Is he gonna run? Isn't he gonna run? The at the time recording, I, I would say it seems more likely that he is. Michael Buckley's been coming out in the media and saying he would like to run. Nico de Boinville is currently jocked up at the time recording what do you think is he gonna run mm, it's a tricky one um because i think nikki henderson tends to be quite cautious and if he is concerned that it's going to be too close to christmas then i doubt he'll be taking any chances with him here especially if the ground is heavy so i think it's still up in the air now it's a, it's a bit difficult because we don't have the final declarations yet it's a bit of a guessing game um at the moment I mean, there's, there's a lot of value in the rest of the field if Constitution Hill doesn't go, uh, because you've got Love Envoy three to one, bigger the rest. It's it's all dependent on Constitution Hill running. It's a Grade One that he could easily win, add another to his collection. But it's just whether or not it's going to be too close to Christmas for him. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see when declarations come out. If he runs, then hopefully and surely he does go on to win um, quite comfortably because he's so far superior um, of all of these. I say bad Shishkin because Shishkin, of course, is a fantastic horse in his own right, but this is just much different to what Shishkin has usually been been doing of late. Um, so, yeah, if he runs, then he wins. Um, but if he doesn't, I think... The Vemois is probably the best of the rest of those who are guaranteed to run. If Irish Point does come over, I think he'll have a good chance and I'd be keen to keep him on side. I think 10 to 1 from an anti-post view is a really good price. But then again, it's just that risk if he's going to be declared or not. Um, and then Shishkin in there, which is a bit of a funny one. Um, I don't really want Shishkin and Constitutional to be taking each other on, if I'm honest. The two of my favourite horses in training. 
but of course he's just going to be a prep run for Shishkin if he does run um so we just have to see what happens really a bit of a guessing game at the moment Chris yeah it all does revolve around Constitution Hill and if he doesn't run it it's definitely going to make for an interesting race the one that appealed to me now if Constitution doesn't run and that the price is who I think is a little bit overpriced and some of you are going to be probably turning off as soon as you hear what the horse I'm about to say. But Goshen at 25 to 1. Because if this cuts up and say we get five runners, you're going to get three places if you back him anti-post at 25 to 1. And I just think, again, like I mentioned a few weeks ago with Royal Pagai, if, if those horses are ever going to win a grade one, this is going to probably be their best ever chance like his record at Sandown speaks for itself I mean he's run there four times in his career he's won there three on heavy ground which it's likely to be to on Saturday it's going to be probably quite testing conditions and the only other time he didn't win he was beaten a neck by Napa's Hill when finishing second and even going into that there were question marks over him it just Something seems to make him come alive at Sandown, and we normally see the best of him here. Obviously, he has to bounce back. He hasn't really shown too much, but I just thought if he went to the front, they gave they gave him an unusual ride last time. They didn't actually make the run with him at Ascot, so that would be a little bit of a concern there. Jamie Moore knows him best. Um, Noel Houlihan's not a bad jockey, but um, yeah, he he um, that that might be a little bit of a concern. But a twenty-five to one, if it is testing ground at Sandown, does cut up. I just thought he was maybe a little bit overpriced. So yeah, taking a bit of a wild one there. But uh, yeah, Constitution- I will just say, Chris, I think as soon as people were talking about Constitution Hill, maybe not running. Um, I think most bookmakers did go to two places. So that is it's the only negative in terms of betting anti-post here. Because if you think that Constitution Hill is going to run, then you're pretty much just betting for that second place spot. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's, there's eight runners in it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they've all gone two places anti-post. Because they're not expecting eight runners. They're not all going to turn up, are they? Yeah, no, it looks like you're right, Katie. Um, my mistake. Yeah, normally they, they would give away the free places at, at this point in the anti-post. Yeah, they did. They're just being very, very cautious, I'd say. Yeah, they're being unlike uh, unlike bookmakers, eh? But, um, yeah, um, yeah, cancel that out. Maybe, yeah, 25 to 1, yeah, two places. That is maybe a bit risky. But, um, yeah, if he was ever going to win and, it, and he doesn't run, like I would think Goshen at 25 to 1, yeah, he won't be that price, obviously, if Constitution Hill doesn't run, but maybe it could be his day to, to pull off a surprise. But, um, yeah, hard, hard to uh, definitely be really getting involved with that one. So that's our thoughts then on the fighting fifth. We're now going to move on to the 150, to the Betfair, Henry VIII, Novices Chase. It's a grade one. JPR1 is your favourite at 7-4. to We've then got Colonel Harry at 7-2. ICO 7-2 as well. Unexpected Party 5s. Petit on Air 12s. The Patron 16s. And Pozo Emery's the Outsider at 125-1. KT, JPR1 last time out. Definitely, you have to say, was unlucky. He was going to win. It was just one of those freak um, slip-ups, I guess, when he unseated the rider on landing. Um, do we think uh, if he gets a clear round here, he's the one to beat? Yeah, JPR1 was desperately unlucky at Cheltenham, wasn't he? Um, I think, yeah, as you said, he definitely would have gone to win his race. He's been put up £10 for that 
um, unseating at the last. And you think maybe off a mark of one four five, he's running. He's probably still ahead of his mark. Um, could be a one fifty horse easily. Um, so he's the one that I'm going to go for here. I think he's shown the the most solid form out of these. Um, I see that there's danger from ICO Colonel Harry. I'm just I have some question marks about the two of them. I think JPR one is the most reliable selection here. Um, so I'm yeah really keen to keep him on the side, and I think that the team at Joe Tizard are, are well hopeful that he'll run a big race as well. Yeah, I can definitely see the case for him. However, I'm going to be taking him on with Colonel Harry, who is a horse I've got a lot of time for. I know the race he won last time out at Chepstow might be a little bit questionable. It was only a three-runner race out of office. Looked like he was a little bit tired. Tamoris as well didn't really uh, jump fluently, jumped like a snooker table for most of it. Um, and, yeah, maybe there are question marks over that. But I thought he jumped on, on the whole quite well, and um, he won't mind the testing conditions. He's got previous form at Sandown. He won a maiden hurdle uh, also as well. He didn't run too badly behind Tamoris and the Tolworth. Some of his other novice hurdle form as well definitely makes him a live contender. His second at Kelso, where he finished uh, behind him in line, that's pretty good form. He beat the likes of Ferronley and also Lookaway, who are some uh, useful horses. So, yeah, I think um, on his novice form, he could definitely improve into a good chaser. And I wouldn't have too much between JPR1 and Colonel Harry on what they've achieved so far in their careers. Maybe, the obviously, the... It's in our recent memory um, what happened to JPR1 at Cheltenham last time out, and that's why he is more of a clear favourite over Colonel Harry. But I would think Colonel Harry would be suited by the stiff uphill nature at uh, Sandown. And for me, at 72, I'm willing to take a chance for a yard that are going really well. So I'm going to go for Colonel Harry. We're moving on now to the 225, where we're going to the Rachel Blackmore Serial Winners Fund Handicap Hurdle. Um, Nicky Henderson has uh, got the top of the market here covered. His uh, horse, Impose Trois, is the favourite three to one. We've then got King Alexander next in at fives, Panjari sixes, Spirit Darnu at sixes, Buxy, Des Esperier, uh, Butcher that one at sevens, Arcoop eights, Punta del Est eights, Bigger are the rest. Katie, obviously, we don't know who's going to be running here, but um, you, you like to think that Nicky Henderson could go quite well if he was to declare either one of his two runners at the top of the market. Yeah, you'd expect so, but this is the kind of race that I, I really do like waiting for the declarations and seeing who's in there um, and just then trying to make a case for one of them because it's a little bit tricky. A lot of young horses in here, um, so probably one that I'm going to have to just wait and see. Yeah, I agree with you. If I had to go um, between the two, I think I'd probably would just head towards Impose Toi. I was just really taken by the way he won at Cheltenham. He was backed off the board, you know, and you, you don't see too many horses go off at Cheltenham in a 17-runner handicap and send off two to one favourite. And he he won with plenty in hand. And the horse that he beat that day back in third, Cave Ness, he has some good form going into that. He's a horse that uh, I've got quite a bit of time for him. He, he's obviously now £10 higher, but uh, you'd like to think there could be a bit more more improvement. And, um, yeah, I think over two miles, I think, uh, yeah, off a mark of 131, I think he, he's got a good chance if, if he was to run here. But, obviously, we need to wait 
for the declarations. The next race we're going to talk about then, talk about then is the feature at Sandown. It's the Betfair Tingle Creek Chase Grade One. John Bond is your short price favourite at four to eleven. We've then got Captain Guinness next in at five to one. Edward Stone at eight. Boot Hill at sixteens. Haddock Tezabo at twenties. And Nuba Negro the outsider at twenty fives. Katie, if uh, John Bond turns up here, um, is it a penalty kick for him? I'm not sure if it's a penalty kick, but I think he is the best horse in the race and I think he should be winning. Um, I was really impressed with him at Cheltenham and I think a lot of people were as well. For him to quicken the way he did coming up that hill in ground that was probably softer than ideal, I think it was really impressive and I'm glad to see him winning the grade ones at the top level um, because he's had so much criticism, often unwarranted and you know he's only been beaten by Houston Hill and El Fabiolo in his life. Um, so he's a really good horse and he deserves to be considered as such. Yeah. So I hope he wins and I think he will. Um, I think maybe I'd be interested in Boot Hill from an each way perspective, but of course we've only got six runners in here, so there's not much value. But I'd be interested to see how Boot Hill runs. I think he's been improving a lot and now trying his hand in a grade one again, I think he might be better than he was um previously at higher level. Um, because he's been running really well of late and I'd just like to see how close he can get to the to the front couple maybe um could be captain guinness following him home i think edward stone might well improve for his run at cheltenham as well he was a bit disappointing on that day um so i think yeah john bond should win but it'll be interesting in behind uh, and i'd say maybe we have some clues going forward for for other races with a, a couple of the others yeah definitely boot here we wouldn't be you wouldn't be out of turn uh turning up here and maybe taking a scalp uh, we've seen Editor De Geet step out of Handicap Company and then obviously gone to win a Grade 1. So it has been done before uh, in recent times. But yeah, Boot Hill would have to take another step forward. For me, I think John Bond just wins this. Uh, he beat Captain Guinness uh, in celebration chase quite comfortably um, when they ran back in April. Captain Guinness has £8 to find on official ratings. And for me, John Bond, if he just gets into a lovely rhythm around the sand down fences, I just think he's going to be really hard to beat so yeah not original but yeah for me i can't see past john bond anyway let's move on to the last race at sandown we're going to look at there's the betfair exchange london national handicap city chief is your favorite seven to two we've then got beauport at four to one fontaine colonge at fours as well broken halo 10 certainly red 11s man of the people 12s along with plan paradise and bigger are the rest katie um, I know that uh, this is, as you said earlier, um, this is the kind of race you would like to know uh, what's going to run. But did you have any that made your shortlist that you'll be keeping an eye on for when decks come through? I think I'll be leaving City Chief. Um, he has shown good form, but I think carrying top weight of 12 stone, I just think he's probably worth avoiding. Um, and I'd probably look at one from a more each way perspective i'd say but again i need to wait and see what the final declarations are but i had a look at a few of them trepper's lodge i'm always interested in wherever he runs over marathon trip this might not be the race for him though and i think you said he's entered elsewhere um i'd imagine he'd be wanting to go for the welsh national again uh, we'll have to wait and see freddie ginger claiming five 
is chopped up on here. Um, he's been a good, good jockey, um, good value for his claim as well. So I'd be interested in Trucker's Lodge. Also, Rapper, he's had a few issues in his last couple of runs. I think he burst a blood vessel, had a, a regular heartbeat as well. Um, and I think if he can return to some kind of form of a mark of 140, he'd be interesting. Currently, 20 to 1. And another is Cor Seren. How have I pronounced that correctly? Seren actually means star in Welsh. Uh, it's spelled a little bit differently, but I'd. I guess I pronounced that core Seren um, for John Joe O'Neill at 33 to 1, I think is is a good price off a mark of 126. I mean, he's really low in the handicap. Um, so I'd be, if he is declared, I'd be very interested in him and he might end up being my selection. Okay, there. Katie's ones to watch out for. I thought this race personally all, revolved all around Bhopal. I'm quite confident on his chances. Like Katie, I wasn't that keen on City Chief. I just thought. He was kind of handicapped to the hill and just didn't really have much room off his mark and um, probably run well, but will run, but won't run well enough to win. Um, I personally think Bhopal, um I think you can actually mark up his run last time at Ascot when he finished um, in fifth place. If you go back and watch the replay, he was miles back, but he actually did well to run on up the hill at Ascot. I just thought that um that you'd be suited by this step up and trip if you go back and watch the race replay jordan Naylor, who was on him that day was struggling to pull him up and the race hasn't worked out too badly el dorado allen didn't run too badly last week at newbury you had monbeck genius in there okay he was pulled up but uh, i think that race had a lot more depth than this race is going to have and i think the step up and trip to three and a half miles will really suit him he's got lots of good form at Sandown, including winning the ebf final he finished second in the grade three handicap hurdle here behind Green Book. Plenty to like about him. He was dropped two pounds for that run. I think off a mark of 140 with Nigel Twiston Davis's team in red hot form, 33% strike rate. I thought Beauport could be really hard to beat. So he is my idea of the winner in the lucky last at Sandown. We're now moving on to Aintree, where we're gonna look at the 130. It's the Horton Mare Chase. It's a listed race, um, and we don't currently have uh, prices, or I don't, on my screen at the moment, but uh, a few likeable horses in here. I know Zambella has been a favourite of mine over the years. Um, Katie, uh, Zambella, do you like her in this race, or is there something else that was leaping out at you? None of them are leaping out as of yet. Uh, I can see a case for Zambella. She's been a nice, a nice mare over the years. Um, and Pink Legend as well has been doing well for Anisha Williams, so they're probably two to consider, but can't say I'd have a strong fancy at this moment in time. Again, it's a bit boring, but I have to wait for the declarations and and maybe see who's in there, if there's a bet in there, um, but at the moment it's probably a, a race I'll be leaving alone. Yeah, that's fair enough. You don't have to bet in every race. So one I thought maybe could be a little bit overpriced on the day and be interesting to see what kind of price she is if she does get declared. Was Marsh Wren, I actually backed her when she won at Warwick uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, she did it really well. She just got into a really good rhythm and Stuart Edmonds does really well with his mares and I didn't think it was a bad little race she won at Warwick and I just think 
this is a good opportunity good opportunity for her to get some black type in the board obviously she'll have to take another step forward but she's only a seven year old and also as well she'll be getting a little bit of weight from the likes of uh, pink legend and zambella who have to give away a four pound penalty so i thought marsh wren could be interesting if she was declared we now move on to the feature race at Aintree. it's the boyle sports beecher handicap chase Ashtown Lad is your favourite at 11 to 2. We've then got Percussion at 6 to 1. Uh, Fantastic Lady at 9s. Mr. Coffee 10s. Highland Hunter 12s, along with Houston, Texas. The Big Breakaway 12s. Coco Beach 16s. Bigger are the rest. Katie, um, always great to see horses running over the national fences. I'm sure this is going to be a competitive race, but did you like one in here? I like a few of these horses, um, so I haven't made my final decision yet. I think Coco Beach is very interesting if he's coming over. He's going to have to give away a stone to the rest of the field, isn't he? But he does have Danny Gilligan on board claiming five. Um, but Coco Beach is such a likeable horse. Uh, looking forward to seeing him again. Maybe we'll be aimed at the national again, so I'm not sure if this is going to be the day to catch him uh, after his win in Ireland recently. Um, but great to see him all the same. I think for now, my shortlist would have Fantastic Lady on. I've uh, been really impressed with her. She has been carrying a hefty weight on a couple of times when running um, in in these big handicaps, and I've been really impressed with the way she's been able to do it. She clearly enjoys running over these fences as well, which is always a good sign. So Fantastic Lady is definitely towards the top of my shortlist. Ashtal Nad, of course, as well. Um, I'm sure Mr. Coffee will be for you, Chris, your your mate. Um, also, Houston, Texas was impressed with him last time, so I might have to have a bit of a deeper look and and see which one really takes my fancy. But there there are a few that I'm going to be considering. Yeah, Mr. Coffee would definitely be on on my shortlist. He's actually now five pound lower than when he ran in the national, and probably just this drop back to to the three miles uh, would definitely suit him. We saw. He absolutely loved it that day. Um, Nico, obviously, is probably going to be riding at Sandown, so I'm not sure who would ride him. But, uh, yeah, he would definitely be one I'd be considering. But, again, sorry to be boring, but I thought Ashtown Lad had a really good chance for the Skeltons again. He, I mean, he's only £2 higher than when he um, beat uh, uh, Jess Gill last year, who we've already seen go on to to win uh, over the fences already this season, Jess Gill. And, uh, yeah, I just think this is probably, this is going to be his Gold Cup race for the year. We know he stays. We know he likes the the course. Put a, a line through the run last time out when he was pulled up in a badger bear. We've been seeing plenty of uh, Dan Skelton's horses needed in the run. And, yeah, 11-2, it's not very original. I'm siding with the favourite, but... I thought I thought he had an obvious chance, and for me, he would probably be my idea of the winner of the race. So yeah, I'm gonna go for Ashtown Lad. We're now moving on to the 240 at Aintree to the Boyle Sports Daily Money Back Second Juvenile Hurdle. It's a listed race, and Max of Stars is your favourite at six to four. We've then got Lafoe at uh, five to two, Liari at three to one. Latin verse next in there, eight to one. Give me five nines, paleo tens, bigger are the rest. Katie, I know you were with Max of Stars at Newbury last week. Um, do we think she can uh, get her head back in front here? Yeah, hopefully. I just love this filly. She's one of my favourites this season so far. Um, 
I'm really keen to keep on side of her. I think she ran really well behind Rod Hu at Newbury and hopefully this time she goes one better. Um, she's been winning plenty, running well in defeat. Uh, so I think she's got a really good chance and her price reflects that, six to four. Yeah, exactly. I think if she's declared, she's definitely the one they've all got to beat. And yeah, I think she could be quite hard to oppose, especially as well. Again, the Phillies allowance. So that is the main races covered for the weekend. KT, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Okay, not to worry. I do have a few other horses I just wanted to mention to keep an eye on this weekend. The first one of them uh, runs at uh, Chepstow in the, the Coral Welsh Grand National Handicap uh, trial. Nasalam is... Uh, is in here. Caelan Quinn's already booked. So I was keen to be with him at Newbury last week, but he actually got taken out on the count of the ground. It probably wasn't deep enough for him, but I just think he ran an eye-catching race when he finished fourth um, in the Grand Theft, and he was running on quite strongly, and I think the step-up and trip will definitely suit him. He is he is actually in the, the Welsh National currently. Uh, I think he's around uh, about a 50-1 to 1 chance. So I think if he was to run well in this, that would, that would definitely... Uh, come down that price. I think that's a little bit overpriced. So I think he's going to really relish these um, staying handicap chases. He's still only a six-year-old. He feels like he's been around for a long time, but I think he was just getting valuable experience under his belt from uh, last season. He ran in a lot of big field handicaps. He didn't uh, run too badly in a couple of them. And I just think this time around, this could be his year to, to kick on and win a decent pot. And maybe it could be the Welsh National. And I just thought he was definitely a horse I'd um, be keeping an eye on this weekend. Elsewhere, uh, Sunday, um, we've got some good action there. Uh, we've got the um, the Peterborough Chase at Huntington. Edward Stone is in there, jocked up with Tom Cannon. I thought he could be interested in stepping up and trip if he was to run there, but they do have, have to pass an inspection. But the one I quite like in the, uh, the Borders Handicap Chase is probably my strongest fancy of the whole weekend if the horse gets declared. And that is no cruise yet for Sam England. Um, ran a really good race, I thought, last time out in the Durham National at Sedgefield. Was only beaten a short head behind Tommy Bow. Um, and Tommy Bow went on to frank the form by winning the Southern National next time out at Fontwell. So the form's got a good look to it. He didn't run too badly last season as well when he finished third in the Ida behind Kitty's Light. He's off the same mark here, 116. I just thought if he gets in over low... Uh, off a low weight over a massive staying trip, it could be his turn to win a, a good race. So for me, I thought no Crujet um, could go fairly well. But uh, I'd like to know what you think on that one, Katie. Yeah, no, I think it's a good shout. I've put up no Crujet a couple of times in the past. So, um, yeah, good one. Yeah, I think we've uh, let the secret out the bag and I know the Englands are quite shrewd so uh, probably now we've put him up uh, and he's been noticed they'll probably save him for another day because uh, I know <laughs> I know they like to land a punt from time to time so uh, yeah no cruise yet is, is probably my strongest fancy going into the weekend if he does run at Kelso on Sunday so that rounds off this episode of the In The Saddle podcast thanks again to Katie for giving up her time hopefully we found some winners this weekend please remember to gamble responsibly you can follow us on all the social platforms we're available on Twitter and Instagram at In The Saddle Pod and we'll be seeing you again soon